This moment of respite is brought to you by Subway. Five footlongs, starting at four ninety nine each. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Five footlongs, starting at four ninety nine each. Goodbye. Limited time for participating shops. Prices vary or higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Extras additional, plus tax, no additional discounts or coupons applied. Okay. <laughs> We're back for what episode is it, Mike? This is 20, man. Wow. And uh, it only took us uh, a year and a half. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's. Wow. Hey, you know, we're a monthly podcast, give or take. <laughs> That's uh, time flies right there. We, we're more good. about quality than quantity, you know. Yeah, we or maybe gotta, neither. We got to get to the quality part at some point. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, quality, should, do you want to? Should we share with our listeners the the creative tiff that we got? <laughs> yeah, we had uh, we had some issues with Strom's neophilia <laughs> or whatever that thing is called. Somastosius? Uh the, the the very good hearing. It's um dystophonia, I think. Dystophonia. dystophonia. Yeah, I think that's right. Um yeah, little little cracks in the facade of this. Yeah, uh, first probably first one of our, our professional career, I'd say. Yeah. So base, basically the way I see it is that I care about our listeners and I want them to have quality <laughs> experience. So I, I work to edit it and you know, little you know, smooth the edges and whatever and uh, apparently Ned doesn't give a shit and uh, just wants to make the most noise possible and doesn't care about the listeners. That's what I, that's what I took from it. So well, I was like, let maybe, maybe don't, you know, uh, you know, tap your feet and crumple paper. And Ned was like, nah, nobody can hear it. Okay. Uh, so that was, well, from my perspective, um, I'm the only one using a professional microphone setup and you're calling in on a cell phone. So, from a quality standpoint, I don't really see your position, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I, um, we're, we're doing our best over here. But <clears throat> true, true or false, I, I said that your chair creaks and, you know, I can be heard and it's kind of a terrible sound. And you were just like, so be it. <laughs> yeah, it's, what do you want me to do? It's my chair. Your response was move to the couch. Which I explained for a multi-machine setup is not possible. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, well, as our first uh, first fight, who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll break up. Yeah, we'll, we'll do another one. Oh, you know what we could do? We could start going to uh, couples counseling. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be a yeah, good. <laughs> I think we should consider that. We could record the session and uh, see how that goes. That might be a pretty good episode. <laughs> The Tango Podcast and the Cash Podcast. Yeah, well, we'll uh, <laughs> we'd have to find a suitable um, therapist, I, I suppose. But I'm sure somebody would call in. Yeah, it. well, it'd have to do, be free. Well, yeah. Do you know any? Do we know anyone who's a psychologist or a no. therapist? There, there are, there are. I think there are pretty reasonable. Um, you know, because now I guess with younger generation, like people that they have psychologists on the phone, or you know. Or mm-hmm. Skype or whatever. Yeah. Well, there was a whole uh, HBO show on that, right? With um. Uh, uh, with the Phoebe. Yeah, um, Phoebe. Phoebe. Uh, you think celebrities like to to be called just by a character? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I I couldn't think of Kudrow, Lisa Kudrow. Okay, I got it. Yeah, I know it's like that, but you just get typecast. Like like Ross will always be Ross, you know. And like, yeah, but uh, I think they were making twenty two million dollars a season for at least the last two or three. I think they're okay with it. Yeah, I guess they don't like to be typecast. Like I love Billions, and uh, like I always forget Brody. That, the lead guy's <laughs> name, but I just call him Brody. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, but look, it's an iconic role that got him, you yeah. know, it got him the billions job, so I can't, I think, though. I, I'm sure you get hear a lot of stories about people getting, you know, people going up to them on the street and yelling out, Brody! And I think um, they react to that with varying degrees of enjoyment, but... Uh, and the best part is that guy is, I um, see, I can't even think of his name. He uh, He's British, so like... yeah. But he plays like a, you know, he's got a very American way of talking. Mm-hmm. And when he speaks, his British accent is like really off-putting. <clears throat> yeah, you know, uh, there is a not terribly good movie, but I don't know why I watched it recently, uh, called... The Ref? Uh, no, I have not seen that in, well, I saw it for Christmas, but uh, it's really more of a Christmas film. Um, it, this has Brody in it. Um, with a couple other guys. It's based on a Stephen King story. I want to say it's called, like, Dreamcatcher? Um, with Morgan Freeman and, uh, um, the dude from Mallrats, Jason something, and, uh... Jason Lee? Yeah, Jason Lee. And, uh, so it's a pretty decent cast, but in it, he gets, like, possessed by this alien presence or something and the alien presence speaks to him in a british accent which is actually his normal accent and it's it's interesting to see him play that off against the you know american version hmm. um, worth checking out really sa- probably one of like the most it. random movies ever so well, it, so- it sounds terrible yeah i mean it's not it's not great but um yeah. i don't know i like bad movies sometimes yeah, yeah you it's do. my own mystery science theater 3000 which just came <laughs> back actually Really? Netflix. Yeah, yeah I was gonna. I, I was gonna say a lot of things. Obviously, I, people are just. You, you would know better because you were more in Hollywood. Hmm. Like, what is the deal with people just not like? There's so many more like new ideas. Like, obviously, you know, you, you could be creative, and they they just keep doing these retreads. It just seems odd. I guess it's like the safest bet, but then they don't even work. Like, where do you even start? Like the the chips movie, which was like. I think did terribly. Yeah. There's you know, TV shows are like they brought MacGyver like back. I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Are there not enough people with new good ideas? I th- maybe the networks are just like that because Netflix. Well, Netflix brought back Arrested Development and uh, Wet Hot American Summer. So I don't know. Well, I think uh, I, I'm sure we've covered this before, but basically. Um, Netflix is willing to take more risks than a lot of other places just because they don't have to worry about getting advertisers. Um, the reason you're really only seeing franchises, sequels, spin-offs, um, retreads, Beverly Hills Cop is going to be a TV... Te- well, they've been trying to bring back Beverly Hills Cop as a TV show for a while. Um, uh, is because essentially marketing for these things costs so much money and... Uh, audience will, will, will kind of gravitate towards things they've liked in the past um, so that's why MacGyver came back I think there was a there's a taken TV show um, yeah lethal weapon um, but yeah but that's why you got like the expanse on sci-fi is based on books um, lethal weapon I can't believe they brought that back um, 
What I, I like when uh, the best thing to do is to take like bad movies uh, that didn't do very like that weren't good and find a better way of making them as opposed to taking like well loved, well received uh, movies like Beverly Hills Cop one, maybe two, definitely not three. Um, I just, just think don't... it's like so. I don't know if it's lazy, but it's just people that that I guess are scared of their jobs, and it's just okay. We'll go with. It just seems it's kind of like a chicken shit way to to run networks and green light uh, things, you know? It is, um, but that's what they do. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I wish you <laughs> so like, like even, give you a better answer. But I no, can't yeah. even you can't even pick like a, a movie or a show that won't be brought back, like because it'll you can see the most ridiculous one and then it'll come back, you know? Mm-hmm. Like um, I was just thinking about it, like a good random movie, but like Shawshank, I feel like they could has Shawshank Redemption been a TV series yet? Like. It could be. Yeah, you know what? Okay, I don't. I have. Uh, I saw this and. What's well, called I Prison Break, I guess. But, uh, yeah, well, okay, Prison Break is still on the air. Did it go off the air for a couple of years? Because it's only in season five, and I swear to God, I saw it like ten years ago. So I, I yeah, mean, I, I think I think I it went to off research and then that, came, but came, came back. But is it the same? It's not the same cast, bro. Yeah, it's the same cast. I mean, they added to it, but it's like the four main guys. Yeah. It's the two brothers and. Um, yeah. And that's the thing about Prison Break. It's like, they they broke out of prison. The show's <laughs> over. <laughs> like... Spoiler alert. Yeah, I remember that was that was one of the first shows that was like a one-off, was supposed to be a one-off season. Like, mm-hmm. that was that was the thing. It was like, you watch the season and that's it. And then they ruin it, you know, and then inevitably they like ruin it right. and bring it back. But, uh, yeah, like, that just reminded me too. 24. It's another one they brought back. Yeah, I haven't seen that new one with uh, the new... You know, obviously not Jack Bauer, but, uh, you know, they found some guy they could afford to pay nothing, basically. Um, I, I just I just think it's funny. But you know what? I guess you can't blame people because if you get that job as the head of uh, a network or some division, like, you're going to do the safest thing to try and keep your job. And no one's going to give you credit for taking a risk if it fails, you know? Right. But yeah. they won't be like, well, that was, you know, I guess it was a good idea to try to, to bring back uh, Will and Grace. Good job. Did they bring back Will and Grace? Yeah, Will and Grace is coming back. Really? Yeah. It's kind of sad because I never really got into that show, but um, I think it's coming, yeah, it's coming back to NBC. And the, the funny thing is that, like, they're, all the original cast is back, which is kind of, I guess, cool for people that are fans, but it's in a way it's sad because that means that they all are, like, didn't do well enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the only thing that people would come back for is because is they the, the money's kind of run dry a little bit uh, i mean look I've, i mean those guys they, they've done pretty well but i'm saying like deborah messing's been in a few failed shows and yeah. you know what i mean and and i guess you know they're gonna be making a shit ton of money for each episode probably like over a million dollars so i, it's, it's I mean pretty... i guess it depends how it comes back i mean yeah look like if you can still act you're still pretty young and you liked playing those characters and you can make a million dollars an episode there's no reason not to come back it's like we were talking about before, but do you like they want to move on to other things and be known for other things? And instead, you know, like that that woman with the annoying voice in that show is like she's back playing whatever. It's like you know the the people like Jennifer Aniston doesn't even if Jennifer Aniston was going to make five million an episode, she wouldn't come back come back and be and do and do and be Rachel from Friends, even if she made five. But I guess if if you paid her enough money, she probably would. Well. Uh, I wonder. That's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good case right there. 
I, I think you're probably right. I don't think she would. No. Um, but again, but, she definitely doesn't need money. I think. Uh, right. I don't know. But I'm saying like Matthew Perry. Like it's just funny how, and these people have they made tons of money, so they mm. they do have the money. But I guess it's just it's easy, and it's just why why not? But at the same time, I don't know. I feel like there's a like if you were like a billionaire, like. You know, like a lot of people in foreign countries, like love friends. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like how they like had sort of a look into America. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, let's say there's like an Indian billionaire who loves friends. Like, why doesn't he just offer the cast like each, like, four million dollars, and then you can have like a new friends. Like, who would turn down? You know, there's always a price for something, don't you think? I mean. Well, I mean, you're kind of arguing against your argument right now. Um, Go on. I think, well, you were saying that she wouldn't come back for anything, but I guess there's a, I mean. I, uh, I mean, I'm just saying, I, I think there's a price. I think that for these, you know, there's a price. Who's going to turn down a ton of money, you know? Well, this is the respectability proposal but... argument. You know, if you remember that movie with uh, Robert Redford yeah. and I remember yep. Woody, Woody Harrelson. Is it Woody Harrelson? Demi Moore, maybe? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess there's a price. But at the same time, let's say you've you banked $100 million, which for most people is enough to live off of. I don't know if, like, getting another $4 million is really going to matter to you that much. But if, you, like, if you're just done with the character and you have that much money, then I, I don't even know if it would matter. But, yeah, you're right. If somebody came in and was like, okay, $25 million an episode, six-episode run, you'd just double what you have, so... Well, I'm just saying, like, the, the Will and Grace thing is just, like, they did it, it was a good show, it did well, it, it ended, mm-hmm. and it just seems like they're bringing it back, and it just is kind of, I guess it's just sort of sad, because that's not ideally what they want to do, I yeah. don't think. They might say, like, I love these, this character, I'm excited to do it, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's I think it's about, you know, the money, reluctantly, they're doing it. That, that would be my guess. Well, let's see if uh, Deborah Messing wants to come on the show and uh, discuss her position on the new Will and Grace. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't know that. You're not up. You're not up on. uh, I don't. I don't have TV anymore. Um, I I have a TV. I just don't have cable. So no more commercials for me. Right, the famous cutting cutting the cord episode that we had. Yeah, I know that was a good one. I think we got like nine listens. Ned cuts the cord. (laughs) Um, All right. Which could uh, mean a couple of different things. What else uh, is going on? Uh, Well, I'm going to Nicaragua. Tell me about that. That's right. What's what's going on? uh, You got a project down there? Yeah. um, I'm going to... There's a friend of a a friend, basically. His son is uh, opening some kind of pizza place slash hotel slash possibly market uh in uh this beach town that's really underdeveloped um and they are expanding and looking for people to potentially come involved so i'm gonna go down and check it out and um yeah never been to nicaragua before so felt like it was a pretty interesting opportunity to Hmm. i don't know i don't have a ton of answers i don't really know what is going on down there but. It's a pizza hotel market? That sounds like uh, it's covering a lot of bases. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Uh, it's a uh, it's a kid's clothing <laughs> store and a falafel bar. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, the information is sketchy at best. 
Um, Are you but, sure it's not a not a trap? I'm really not. Um, okay. If you don't hear from me in six or seven <laughs> days, I'd, I'd start to get a little worried. But uh, <laughs> they're like, "Well, you just get the gringo down here. Tell him it's like a pizza hotel. Uh, you know, something." Gringos like pizza. Tell them that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going in a little then, blind, but so uh, get your get your bank account. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> they're they're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting. How long are you going for? Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe like a week, maybe two or three. Kind of depends how it, how it shakes out. So yeah, where uh, I don't know much about Nicaragua. That's like Central America, right? It like is near Panama, and uh... it's north of Panama. Um, it's it's kind of interesting. There's a lot going on there, but it's all sort of secretive. There's a lot of, like, Chinese money getting pumped into the country. They're thinking of uh, building a considerably larger canal through Nicaragua uh, than exists in Panama, um, which would be about ten times longer than Panama's, go through Lake Nicaragua and be large enough for, like, the biggest boats in the world to go through. Um, right. Well, I've been which, to Costa Rica. Isn't it, isn't it around there, too? Uh, yeah. I think it's pretty close. I should probably oh, know man. a little more. I'm um, jealous. That's, that sounds like a, an adventure. That... Yeah, it would be. It's one of those adventures. Like, you know, if you ever go on a hike, I kind of feel like I'm going on a hike, except I didn't pack sunscreen or food or water. So I am I feel a little unprepared for it, I guess. But I get the, you know, fingers crossed, and I got about right. Right. 36 hours to figure stuff out. So Where do you so, fly into? Uh, I fly into Managua through uh, Atlanta, and then I got about a three-hour drive in a taxi from there to uh, this town. Uh, Ned, it's been nice to know you, buddy. I'm never <laughs> yeah. gonna see, never gonna hear from you again. Okay, so it, it actually has the lowest homicide rate of any of the uh, Central American countries, and um, I'm told that the the police used to shake down tourists quite a bit. But they're trying to put a stop to that, so it doesn't happen yeah, quite as often. Sort of, that sort of hurts tour, tourism. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have your passport ready to go? Yeah, yeah. That was the one thing I, I double checked. Um, I got that. You know, there, there's some good family friends who I'm. I think I'm going to be staying with. Uh, so I feel like like a lot of the bases how, are covered. But it's um, how, you. You have family friends in Nicaragua. Yeah. Jesus, oh, that's exciting. Yeah, Speaking Daniel, of okay, uh, tra- yeah. travel, since we, mm-hmm. we haven't spoken since the uh, United thing blew up. Oh, yeah. Good call. We what, should, do, uh... what, do you think, what do you think about that? Oh, uh, well. I mean, everything's been covered pretty much on that subject. I don't think anyone really takes the side of, of uh, United. Do you know what I mean? I think people are pretty much 99% behind the guy who got his face beaten. <laughs> right. Well, I, my, you know, I rarely take a black and white position on anything. Um, in this case, I think that um, United fucked up on a lot of levels. Uh, like, one, if your, your flight, the flight was not overbooked. It was that they decided they needed to get four crew members onto the plane because if those crew members didn't get there, then that entire flight where they were going to wasn't going to be able to take off. That being said, it was like driving distance. They could yeah. easily have just put f- them in a car. It was a four-hour four hour trip, four-hour right. drive. 
My, I have so many questions, questions that have not been yeah. answered. But okay. Why I did didn't too. they? Why didn't I they was... offer at least the maximum? To why, why didn't they just keep offering more money and like at least till the maximum? They they didn't offer the maximum amount of money before kicking people off. That's crazy right. to me. I think what was what was the maximum? Like it was like thirteen hundred or something. It's like um, thirteen fifty whatever, which I think they raised. I think they I got up as high as eight hundred. If I'm not mistaken, but uh, they were they were being cheap or something. It doesn't make any sense. They you know, look, they were, um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, so for the, then you get to the point where you're forcing people off, which you shouldn't have to do. You should have figured out another way to do it. Um, but also, once, why are they like you can't let people board and then do that either? That's, right, they should they should not have done that. I don't I don't think they did it knowing. I think once they were boarded, they were like four of these people showed up and they're like, we have to get here. Otherwise this flight's not going to take off in five hours. Um, so like, it just shows like their disdain for customers. They don't really like that. That's mm-hmm. the only thing. And that's what I keep saying. Like, I guess you really, you always think about airlines and they just, you don't feel, like, there's no customer service. They don't care. Mm-hmm. But like this really crystallizes it. I, there's so many, it's so like subjective, you know, like who gets, you know, upgraded and whatever. And it just shows you that, that, wow, that the, the latitude that they have to do things and they usually choose if like you know what i mean they're always like i was reading some things they're like how to get upgrades or whatever they're like be really nice it's like you know you have to like kiss this like gate agent's ass to like mm-hmm. get something you know what i mean they're always acting like they're doing you a favor it's a power thing you know power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely and look at like police officers and not not in general but like sometimes you can, if you you put people in positions of power, they can be dicks about it. Right. And, uh, you know, there's just video after video is coming out, and I'm sure it's not just United, but of gate agents being assholes because they have the power to do so, and but, whatever but is no, no other life. service, no other service industry is like that, and I guess the only reason it's like this is because, mm-hmm. you know, you can stay at, like, different hotels, you can do Airbnb, whatever, like, mm-hmm. if you're going to fly somewhere, you, you're, like, pretty much forced, you know, obviously to choose these, you know, airlines. It's right. sort of like if, if you, you know, why everyone hates Time Warner. They suck. But, like, if I want TV and cable, that's my only option. It, it's sort of like, and that, and because of that, they don't have to try that hard. <laughs> right. It's the same thing, same thing with the airlines. They're like, there's only, like, six ways you can fly from New York to Chicago, you know, six airlines. So, all right, we're going to treat you like shit. Yeah, that's that's a big thing that's that's come up since because uh, uh, you know customer service is huge for most industries, which I think is the point you're making. And in this, they don't really have to do it. There was a a Bloom County cartoon from I don't know 20 years ago, and where this guy was like, he calls up and she, you know he's trying to get a flight. She's like, oh that'll be seven hundred dollars. Like seven hundred? That's insane. I'm going to take my business to your uh, competitors. He hangs up the phone, calls back, and it's like Sun Airlines. But wait, no, I just called United. Be like, no, we bought them. We bought them all, and now your ticket's nine hundred dollars. Well, I mean, anyway, I just think it's so interesting because um, it's it, there's so many things going on. Okay, there's mm-hmm. what happened, and there's like the, the social media reaction, and there's the company's reaction. It's like you know, like the PR response. Like there's just there's so many interesting parts to it for me. For example, the, you know, the CEO, his first response is to blame the guy. Like, how right. crazy is that? The stock tanks, and then he comes out and apologizes. Like, 
first of all, it doesn't even matter if, if this guy was belligerent or whatever, you know, he, you just have to come out and apologize. Anyway, I haven't heard much about it. That was a whole big thing. But, um, my thing also is that United really messed up, obviously getting people on the plane and then kicking them off. But you can't bring in like a, a security police third party, you know, yeah. that and th- their only directive is to get this guy off the plane. That's the problem. Like basically United called the cops on their own customer for right. for not wanting to get off a flight that he paid for and didn't want to get off. And nobody like why wasn't a United person explaining things to him, you know, or like maybe that I happened. Think, but, but, I think they you know did. I mean? like why? Why there should. Yeah. But like that's crazy to be like this guy is getting kicked off a plane. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like like the the agents. They probably were just were like, "You don't want to get off? All right, we're going to call the cops, or whatever." You know, the you know they're not really cops, but I'm well, saying let's... once they get get on board, then they don't care about United. That that was the whole problem. There, there's all these different parties involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's let's say like we're ignoring the fact that okay, they got on a plane and let's say four people showed up and it's a New York L.A. flight. Like they can't drive, and if they don't get on that the flight to Shanghai that then continues through to Australia isn't going to be able to take off the next day. So like 350 people are going to be displaced or delayed 12 hours because these attendants aren't getting on the flight. So you're fucked. You need four people to get off the plane. Three people got off. And if a fourth guy says, no, fuck you or whatever he says, and he's not, he's not like fighting back. He's just refusing to get out of his seat. What are you supposed to do? Because if he says no, then they're like, okay, we're going to move on to the next person. That guy's going to be like, well, no, fuck it. This guy said no. I don't want to get off the plane. And then, like, he's going to say no. And then, like, I think you keep increasing the amount of money until somebody says yes. This is a nice way to dovetail back into what we were saying earlier. Like, there's a price that somebody will pay to get off that plane. And that, if that guy is, is a doctor and had serious, like, you know, things to do in the morning and couldn't possibly be late for for his patients, he's never going to say $10,000 is okay if he's a right. reputable but- doctor. But somebody will. That's, that's the point. The, the point that it got to that point is yeah. is, um, is mind boggling to me because you can offer money, you can mm-hmm. offer miles, which is like basically free for that. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's so many different oh, yeah. ways. If, if you if you offered a certain amount of money and miles, like those things are not worth anything to the company. You're basically creating that value anyway as the company. So the point that it got to that point where they're involuntarily kicking people off was stupid to begin with. Mm-hmm. And whatever, but I don't. I mean, I don't blame the guy for not wanting to get off. I, I just feel like it should. Like they United probably escalated it. They should have talked to him and be like, you know, wait, what are we doing here? You know, like he doesn't like. It's okay for him not want to want to get off. Like that's that's a pretty normal reaction. I don't. I don't know what I would have done. I, I wouldn't have like once they got security. I don't think I would have like fought with that because those guys are goons. But right. I'm, I don't know. I would have gotten off the flight. I would have been like, oh, fuck it, this sucks. Here, I'll take my $800. Like, because it's like, if, if assuming it was done, and look, I guess the guy b- believed, and there's a lot of disinform- or misinformation out there, I'm not sure what is real or not, but the guy felt that he was being um, chosen because he was Chinese, but I don't right. think the other three people, three people were, I don't I don't actually know the nationalities or, or race of the other three people, so... I what I'm saying is, I don't, it that. doesn't seem like it was explained, like, if, if it was me, I, I would, I would, be really pissed off and i would want someone to explain to me what is going on and mm-hmm. how on earth did i get unlucky enough to be chosen if, out of four people on the entire plane that's right. you know if somebody explained something to me and was like this is the deal whatever but i i doubt that that happened you know 
Uh, they said they did, but that being said, like the guy clearly isn't well, like a native said, English well, like speaker, said, so maybe he didn't understand totally, it totally. Yeah, but it's also totally subjective, right? Like, so I feel like the steward, you know, the, the gate agent could easily just be like, you know, this is the people that we chose. Like, they're not going to choose at random and kick off somebody that was in first class right. or someone that's so that's that's disingenuous. Like, I don't think that's what happened you know well they're not going to i mean look they they obviously chose from the coach passengers and because they're not going to give a flight attendant a first class seat unless it happened to be already be open um but that being said like i do want to be clear like that video like what happened to him was fucking horrific and is ridiculous um but you know i don't know it's a it's pretty shit so they fucked up he's going to get incredibly well paid and I don't know. I yeah. think would, he might. Although like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I could put a price on my two front teeth, though. I would be so devastated if if I lost those. Did he lose teeth? I don't. I mean, yeah. They, he, knocked okay, out his two, they knocked out his two front teeth. Jesus, really? Okay. Um, that's really. Then he's going to get even more money. But they'll, yeah. they'll. You know, you'll get it put back in. Um. <laughs> I don't want, well, let's. I don't, well, let's, want, let's I, don't, I don't want to lose my teeth. Let's let's find out. No, no, I get it. I'm, I have like used to have nightmares about, you know, waking up with my teeth missing. Um, but what? How much money would it cost for you to, for some reason, have your two front teeth removed? You can get them. They have you know surgery. You can get them rescrewed in, or you can get falsies. Or I don't really know how it works. But um, um, I'm not sure if there's any amount of money. Okay, ten million dollars. I, I don't want fake teeth. But uh, okay. yeah, maybe ten million. Well, I think I think I think he's gonna get five. How much like do you put on this this whole thing? Because also United is sort of held kind of hostage because they don't want to go to trial. No one's gonna take their mm-hmm. side. So like literally, pick a number and United just will want to get rid of it. So right, I would I would I I would go for ten if it was me. Yeah. Especially well, look, if you would be obviously clearly as important your teeth are to you. I get that. Um, yeah, I think I think he should probably get like ten million dollars, which is insane. I mean, it's not about what he's really owed; it's what's gonna. I mean, ten million dollars probably won't make much of a difference to United, considering they lost nearly a billion dollars the day after um, in just market right. value. Well, anyway, okay. I guess everyone everyone can agree that it was not handled well at right. all. Yeah. Um, that being said, if United has a flight to uh, Nicaragua that's a hundred dollars less than any other one, you'd probably take it. You know, <laughs> um, you're slaves to the lower price. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, that's true. Um, well, if first of all, like 20, if anybody 20, had a direct dollars, flight, if they if they had a direct flight, I would take it because right now they don't. Would you take a, you know, a first class direct flight to Nicaragua if you got your one of your front teeth knocked out? No. <laughs> I don't put that on okay. par with ten million. But, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. I, I can what, handle uh, this six hours and coach. Um, right, anyway, so uh, pretty, pretty United, yeah. I think, pretty well. What <laughs> yeah. uh, what else do uh, we want to cover? Um, what, uh, what else is going on in your world? Everything good over there? Yeah, not too much, man. The weather's nice. Uh, it's up and down. I um, yeah, I got a birthday coming up this weekend. Hey. Not re- not really planning on doing too much. What's um, so the big big three eight? Three eight, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, at what age does it just not you know you stop caring? I mean, not caring, but like it's like thirty, thirty five. It's like thirty. What am I supposed to do? Like, 
meet at a bar, like have an event? I mean, I, yeah. I feel like do, do people do things for their birthday as you get older? Uh, unless, uh, unless, I, unless they're like you know, a zero or five. I think the zeros and the five. My buddy just had a bunch of people out to. He rented a house in uh, Palm Springs for his fortieth, and had like had a DJ, had um, all these people come out, and it was. It was great. It was really fun. There were probably like 15, 20 of us, but uh, it, it, Palm Springs is a pain in the ass. The DJ got shut down within about 12 minutes because you just you can't have like outdoor music whatsoever. And the worst part was we, uh, I guess, you know, it was this huge house, huge pool and everything, but um, there must have been something wrong with the septic system because on the last day I went in to go take a shower and I started walking down this hallway, and not in a room... This is a room that this other guy had already vacated and left. And I was like, that's weird. The carpet's kind of wet. And I got closer to the bathroom and opened the door, and there's like four inches of standing water and excrement and shit just uh, everywhere. Because what? apparently we thought maybe the guy who was staying there had like, like clogged the toilet, didn't realize it, and just took off. Or did realize it and took off anyway. But what we finally turned out was that so many people had been using the systems it wasn't designed to handle it, so it got backed up right near the edge. And so everything, everyone taking a shower or anything, any water going down the sink, was all pushing everything up through that bathroom. Ugh. And I went back there and I, and I go out and I was like, uh, Dave, I really don't want to be the one to tell you this, but I think we have a bit of a problem. And... Um, Whatever happened? Did you lose the deposit on that? I think he. Not your fault. I well, that's the thing. I I think they probably lost the deposit, but also, it's it isn't their fault because it's the the septic system should have been able to handle people, basically. And um, so I never did find out what the whole thing was, but they had we had to bring guys in. Like I went to Walmart to get a snake. We had to bring in these industrial guys who I think ended up having to rip up the carpet in the room probably to get rid of like most of the furniture in there and uh Jesus. sounds like yeah. a disaster anyway why do we why do we get into palm springs what, what, what happened what uh, oh the 40th the good the big 40th birthday is like, oh, renting a huge place and oh something. anyway yeah yeah so anyway i'm not really doing much for my birthday gonna go to dinner with the family and stuff and uh that's nice. like that's about it it's a sunday sunday birthday it's gonna be kind of like 50s and supposed to rain so hmm. Uh, not exactly not exactly festive so uh, what are you going to do well you know happy birthday I'm sorry I can't be there for it but um, I hopefully will you know be alive and uh, well to wish you on the next one yeah you'll be drinking that Nicaraguan uh, beer beer yeah I think they have beer down there that's that's kind of it sounds fun I want to go to like a little beach town and uh, you know for everything's probably like a dollar yeah, Just this is drink some beers, have some pizza. <laughs> this is <laughs> I I don't think the pizza place is up and running yet, which is why I would be going down there to kind of like help them figure out logistics and stuff. But um I'm, I'm I mean I'm excited. It's 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 interesting. It's very um this is not a built up town. Uh you know, I what's think it, most of What's hmm? it called? Do you know? Um yeah, LA. Do you know where do you know where, do you know where you're going? It doesn't I, sound like you know anything. I'm actually fairly certain it's called uh, El Astrillo. Um It's on the uh, western coast. 
but uh, I'm not entirely sure. I think that's it. And I, I don't have any more information than that, but I'm just kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of, kind of go with that. I, I feel like you, you, you should say, you could, I would expect you to say it's like, say what today, ho. Bring it back to bring it back to Everything goes back to Shawshank. But uh yeah, like they're, they're like it's a nice little town called Sewantaneho. <laughs> it's like they're just taking just whatever it takes to get you there. It doesn't say what mean like the ocean has no memory or something? Because that's what they say about the ocean down there. Well that's that was... I think that, that's an actual place in Mexico. Yeah. That was where uh as yeah. everyone knows, Morgan Freeman met up with uh Tim Robbins. Well, Strom, if you get a note for me to go um, find a piece of black obsidian underneath a tree that has no earthly business being there. Um, <laughs> hey, get, busy, get busy live, get busy living, get busy dying. <laughs> That's goddamn right. <laughs> All right. On that I note, that. I love that uh, movie. I do too. That's that's one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> sorry. They should make that. They should make that into a TV show. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, it all comes together because he had to he had to swim through a mile of uh, piss and shit, and yeah. uh, that sounds like your Palm Springs trip. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a good point. Oh man, this podcast is is all about Shawshank. Yeah, okay. <laughs> everything comes together. All right, well, it's been fun catching up, Ned. Yeah, Safe yeah. travels. Thank um, you. Can't wait to hear about it. We'll do a post and walking trip if if that is even doable. If I make it back, yeah. If you survive. (laughs) Um, All right. Have fun. All right. Happy birthday, man. Hey there, it's me, your stomach, down here, you know, the one who can talk. Anyway, I was just at a yoga sesh with a few of the other stomachs, and mid-tree pose, everyone started talking about Subway's new savory rotisserie-style chicken Caesar signature wrap. It's a mouthful to say, I know, but with creamy Caesar dressing and double the rotisserie-style chicken, it's not the only thing that's full, if you know what I mean. It's me, I'm the one that's full, because <laughs> I'm a stomach. That's kind of what I do. Subway, make it what you want. Double meat based on average six-inch sub.